is the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome to episode 107, What Makes a Good Life? Such a deep, powerful question. But before we talk about that, let's talk about this crazy new equipment we've got. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can tell a difference. Hopefully it sounds 10 times better. Yeah, I was thinking about asking that, then I think I'd be devastated if they wrote like, Sounds same to me. Sounds worse because you sound <laughs> further away. We have new equipment. We're wearing headphones. We have these fancy arm things. We have the same microphone brand, but each of our own. We've always had our own, but mm-hmm. it used to be like, I bought my microphone. Later, you're like, well, I guess I need a microphone. You, of course, liked a different style than I did. Now so we've got Now these. it's a matching set. It's a matching set. We didn't get a picture of the set together, but we definitely took uh, quick pictures of ourselves Uh using this new equipment. So go check that out over on our stories. I'm sure I'll share it today, recording day, but then I'll go ahead and share it again, Tuesday podcast release day. As you know, this Lifted Life podcast comes out every single Tuesday, rain or shine. (laughs) What? Don't jinx us. Like if we lose power or something, it's gonna be really hard to record without power. Generally speaking, for the past 107 weeks, we've done it, though. That's That's our dog. Zoe welcomes you to the podcast. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, we're feeling a little fancy. We decided to upgrade our life. Technically, you decided to upgrade our life, and I said, whatever. So the reason I decided to upgrade was I had a session with my mentor, and we discussed kind of what what um, things are driving you and what things you enjoy. And I, I mentioned the podcast and I mentioned that um, I really like doing the podcast and I realized we haven't really put any invested in anything other than our own time. We haven't invested in the equipment since day one. Mm-hmm. And that was something that's important to me is to upgrade the equipment. So. Mm-hmm. What was my, whenever you said, okay, I'm wanting to put more into this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. What did I say? You don't remember. He said you want to invest more time, like putting content together. Yeah, like I wanted to really put a little more thought into it each week and do our due diligence so that when we show up in people's ears, in their brains every Tuesday, they can tell that we really cared, that we really put forth our best effort of how can we inspire you and how can we help you to feel better if only for 20 minutes, hopefully a longer, a longer lingering effect. What's been nice about that is I've always wanted this podcast to be flow. I've never wanted to be a script where I read from, and now it's time for point two. And Mm -hmm. then we, we work away into point three and make sure they line up. That to me is not what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But what I like what, what you did was you said, let's just, introduce a topic on the middle of the week and let's think on all week and talk about it and then bring that to the podcast. And I think that's mm-hmm. been, yeah, a super simple tweak. So mm-hmm. generally speaking now the show comes out Tuesday. Um, and then that next day, Wednesday, it's like, what's the next week's episode mm-hmm. going to be? And we, we decide on a topic and then we maybe do or don't discuss it that whole week. It doesn't really matter that much. And then by the time Sunday rolls around, we maybe throw around a couple of ideas before we record. Um, but just that idea of having a 
bit more time to put together ideas about what we want to share for the week. So then we record it Sunday and then it comes out again Tuesday and then we do it all over again. So obviously we talk a lot about how uh, we want the podcast to be useful for the people who care to tune in. We want it to be interesting, educational, informational, and yet also most importantly, we want it to be authentic to who we are. Because if we try to cater it to become something that people will like exclusively (laughs) and not ourselves, we will get bored. And instead, if we bring topics to the show that really interest us or that have really a lesson we've been learning throughout the week um, that we are excited to share, we think that that enthusiasm and energy will be contagious and will be... um, magnetic and will inspire you. And so that is our hope with the show is to um, reflect and engage on uh, what we've been learning throughout the week. And also our experiences with the topic, because I think that's what makes someone credible to discuss something is when they have experiences with it and they can share their relationship with that topic. Which kind of goes exactly with this topic for today. What makes a good life? Uh, One of my friends, Alan Little, he is actually a life coach in Kansas City. (laughs) He kind of jokes with me a lot because for a while I was still the top search life coach for Kansas City and he wanted me to somehow trade his name out. (laughs) And I said, I can't do that. I don't even know how I'm still being searched and found as a life coach in Kansas City. But I was in um, a group, I'm in a group of his and he posed that question, what makes a good life? I didn't answer because I just was thinking on it. And I thought that's a really good question though. Mm-hmm. And we've talked on the show about the power of questions because our brain is a series of questions and answers. That's what thoughts are all day long. We're having various thoughts. Some of them are questions and some of them are answers. And when you come across a really good question like this, I think it's worth the time uh, to reflect on it. Even if you don't have an immediate answer. And even if my answer is different than your answer and it probably is and should be. It's more about the questions that come to mind. And also it's about, for me, zooming out. Because as a busy mom, wife, business owner, pet owner, creative soul with lots of ideas, I have a tendency to be somewhat zoomed in on my projects and my ongoings. And this question, what makes a good life, really requires that we zoom out and take Mm -hmm. a bird's eye view or a, I'm 89 years old on my rocking rocking porch. (laughs) Help me. I I think you want a rocking chair, but I would like a rocking porch. (laughs) I don't want a rocking porch. I'd be so seasick. seasick. (laughs) (laughs) Motion sick as it were. I don't want a rocking porch, but I do (laughs) think a little rocking chair on the porch might not be so bad. Anyway, on the rocking chair and you say, well, what made my life so good? Or what am I so glad I did? One of those questions. So what makes a good life, Tim? It's funny. We, we think so differently. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) When, when we propose this question, of course I jumped to, um, well, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. Um, this thing happened and I was thinking about things that maybe that have happened that you wouldn't classifies as a good life and you call yourself a motivational podcast host (laughs) that was just the initial first 20 milliseconds um of my brain scanning of all these things that that aren't 
considered a good life. And then I stopped and looked back and said, but th- that is what makes a good life. The bad, what you consider bad is what makes it good. I mean, that's the contrast. That's how I kept thinking about like our dog, like we, we lost Calvin and that loss, that pain is what made us be able to love this new dog even more like that expansion, that, that uncomfortable moment is what opened our containers up and allowed us to love even more and even love the dog. We ha- other dog even more. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't lost a parent or something like that, but I would assume that's also um, a situation where you can realize how much you actually do love something by this loss or this thing that you might call bad. I have a meme to share. Oh my. How are you going to share a meme on Mike? I'm just going to read it poetically. Okay. Dogs come into our lives to teach us about love. They depart to teach us about loss. A new dog never replaces an old dog. It merely expands the heart. That's what I was trying to get to. (laughs) I think the reason why I think it's important is because not everything is perfect. Not everything is good. And you are going to have things in your life that you would characterize as bad. But even those are good because those are the contrasts. Those are the things that are showing you how to find even more good things or how to appreciate the good even more. Yes. So back to the agreement that we don't see things the same way. Mm -hmm. When I was asking myself what makes a good life, it was really these very simple emotions like peace of mind, Mm -hmm. peace of heart, like a loving connection, a knowing of that everything is working out as it should. Mm. It's like this deep, very comforting feeling of okayness. Like to me, that's what makes a good life. Once you have that deep feeling of trust in yourself and in the process and in the support that is granted to us by being human, I feel like then a whole slew of other amazing things can happen with our creativity, our ideas, our collaborations. And so for me, the foundational, what makes a good life is that feeling of loving awareness and connection that everything is okay. This peace of mind, Mm -hmm. peace of heart. And beyond that, it's all just a little bit fun and learning and expansion and growing. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was definitely the first thing that came to my mind is that foundational piece of inner peace. And I think that if you're struggling with anxiety or depression, or you ever have struggled with that, you know how, awful it can feel to not have that foundational piece of knowing it's not that you don't know it. It's just, you've totally forgotten it mm-hmm. or you can't remember the feeling. You might remember the idea, but you can't actually connect to the, to the embodiment of it. And so for me, what makes a good life is that emotional, spiritual, mental peace that, um, is really kind of what makes everything else possible. And that's why I always like to say health is the greatest wealth because it's the foundation you do everything else from, whether that's being a good mom, an amazing wife, a loving daughter, friend, or neighbor, and also just as importantly, an amazing creator of whatever it is that you're loving to manifest as 
the version of you that you're here to express. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I thought it was good. Um, did you have anything you want to add to that or should we take a quick product spotlight break? I think where I was coming from is that, of course, what you said, I think anyone can get on board with. And of course, from my point of view, like my wife, my kids, my pets, that's what makes a good life. My experiences, all the fun things that we get to do makes a good life. But even the stuff that I would characterize or people characterize as bad also makes a good life. And of course, I had to leave with that instead of the other. <laughs> no, I think that's fine. I think that, but the only reason that is, you're able to have that reflection is because you have a healthy mental, emotional, spiritual balance in your life. Mm. Without that, you don't have the context of saying, this is happening for me, not to me. Mm. To me, that's the backbone of it all, is that perspective, the awareness of the self and the spirit that is greater than the self that's always present and very loving. That's my opinion. As I also share with you. <laughs> okay, so quick break to talk about, um, this week I'm gonna share a bit about Redoxy, which is kind of a unique a spinoff from being known as the mood probiotic people. And I just wanna take a moment to share why we created a, an ascorbic acid supplement. So we created our mood probiotics because the gut brain connection is very real and anxiety and mood issues are not all in your head, but they may be in your gut. So we knew that we had a passion for helping people feel better naturally through specific strains of feel good bacteria. That's what probiotics, specifically mood probiotics are all about. However, on the other hand, I started to learn about oxidative stress and how it can really impact so many different things. In fact, if you Google oxidative stress and anxiety or oxidative stress and panic attacks, oxidative stress and cancer, oxidative stress and ADHD, any of these things, pretty much anything you can think of, oxidative stress is taking a toll on our health. And the number one way I've found to combat oxidative stress is with pure non-GMO ascorbic acid. And that is our product, Redoxy. And it really does pair powerfully well with a mood probiotic because it approaches mental health from both the gut health perspective and the cellular health perspective. So if you haven't checked out Redoxy yet, I lovingly encourage you to check that out because it can really be a powerful tool in your wellness toolbox, especially as we approach winter. So this episode, episode 107 of What Makes a Good Life is brought to you by Lifted Naturals Redoxy, available in 300 milligram and 1000 milligram. If you're new to vitamin C, I highly recommend you start with 300. And then after that first bottle, if you're feeling good with it, you can definitely jump up to the 1000. The bottle does indicate to take one capsule one to 10 times a day. And the whole idea is to spread out um, the ascorbic acid you are giving your body throughout the day because it doesn't stay in the body very long. And so each time you take it, you're providing cellular protection and then it kind of fades away. So if you can take it a few times throughout the day or numerous times, if you're really doing serious healing, that can be really powerful for you. Now back to the show. So what does make a good life? <laughs> well, like I shared, mm -hmm. I think it's really about getting clear on which emotions you crave the most. So like for me, I said, I think that mental and emotional health is the backbone. So 
for me, that feeling of inner peace is like what I crave the most and what I know that I need in order to create the good life. But that question for someone else, let's say they resonate with the idea that emotional, mental, physical, spiritual health is the backbone. They still need to ask themselves, and how do I feel my best in that regard? Inner peace is just what comes to me, but maybe that word as a signpost doesn't really resonate. Maybe it's something else. Um, and so I think that if you like the route that I'm going down, which is that that is the foundation, you still have to ask yourself more questions like, um, how do I connect to that? Or am I connected to that now? How can I connect to that more deeply? Question, question. So what I'm hearing you say is what makes a good life is you. Like you have to make your life good. You have to find the things that, that, that drive you, that make you feel good, that you're ins- inspired to do. Absolutely. You had the power all along, my dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, but it requires a sense of clarity and a sense of ownership and a willingness to explore what you've been doing that's working and what you've been doing that's not working. And by doing, a lot of times, I typically mean thinking. Mm-hmm. What stories have you been engaging in and believing? Well, there's some stuff you said earlier that I really use in my day-to-day life. Is One, you can't fail. Like, you're not a failure. You know what to do. Innately, at, at your core, I believe we are love and joy. Like, that's what we are. And anything from that, it's just an absence of that. We're not, in my opinion, people aren't bad. We aren't bad. We just have the abs- absence of light. Um, so I like that you said that um, at our core that we're love and joy and getting back to that, so finding a way to get back to that. And I also like you can't really fail because it's all about expansion. It's all about what experiences can I take and what can I learn from them? And that was kind of the point I was trying to make is even the things that I would categorize as bad, I learned from them and I was able to expand from them to more love, to more light, to more joy. Yeah. You brought up the example of Calvin losing mm-hmm. our dog. And when that first happened, I was not even able yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. And slowly I've really experienced more and more healing and more and more awareness of, I had no idea how much I even loved that dog until yeah. he was gone. Uh-huh. Like I knew I loved him and I would snuggle him and I would pet him. Uh, it was hard at the end. I feel like because he had a very stinky mouth mm-hmm. problem. That was kind of what took his health down the path of not so good. He had a great life, 14 years old. Um, but it felt kind of unfair, so to speak, because it was really hard to snuggle on him because he smelled so bad. And if his mouth even touched anywhere on you, you'd have to burn your clothing and disinfect everything. (laughs) It was a really bad smell. We tried all sorts of different things and, uh, tried different second opinions from vets, but it just didn't seem to, um, want to, to leave him alone. So I did try actually giving him Redoxy. Mm -hmm. It was in his water was the only way I could try to, and then he wouldn't drink it. That stinker. Um, anyway, so back to that kind of feeling of that loss really did without that loss, I wouldn't have experienced such a profound awareness of the love that I had for him. Mm -hmm. And that's why I read that meme because I love it so much because it was mm-hmm. so true for me that that it required that loss. And um, I, I feel like another reason I'm just talking about dogs all the time now is because it's just so top of mind yeah. that it's been such an awakening that like, how did I love this furry thing so much that, you know, I couldn't even really communicate with, but I felt like 
And I started to kind of realize that some of the qualities in Calvin were loyalty and unconditional love. And just, I feel like those are qualities I have a really high regard, a lot of respect for. And that awareness, it took losing him to have that awareness of, oh, even within other relationships, whether it's a dog or a friend, like Mm -hmm. their love and their ability to express that love and their loyalty are very um, admirable qualities for me. And so I definitely think you're right to be able to take a look with awareness of good and bad, love and loss, and be able to um, expand from them truly does evolve us and help to us to realize how good our life is, which is kind of another spin, which is um, what makes a good life is us recognizing how good our life is. Mm-hmm. So another reason I love dogs or even our cat is they slow us down enough to be in the present moment. There's something very grounding and present moment about animals. They're not like thinking ahead super far about what they're going to do tomorrow, or what they're going to wear. Yeah. They're not thinking about all those other things. They're just loving the moment with you. Sometimes cats don't love it with you and sometimes they do, but without a doubt, the animals are in the now. They're, they're in the now. In the past or the yeah. future. They're what's right now. Yeah. Which is such a good analogy for what makes a good life. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have a good life then or back then or up up ahead it's only right now that you can experience how good your life is that you can bring forth um, an awareness to all that you have that's beautiful and amazing in your life to appreciate so what makes a good life appreciating all the good things that you have and having that attitude of gratitude that literally reminding yourself that our brain is wired for problems and yet our heart can continually remember what is good and what is lovely with the world. And that is always within our power to shift our awareness towards. I think that is the remembering that I was hearing you say is that we are joy, we are love, but we have to remember it. Mm -hmm. We have to connect back to it. We have to turn the busy mind off that's looking for problems and instead be in the moment of joy, not just think about a time we've been joyful to truly embody it and experience it. Yeah, um, I can't remember the list of things that, that I was kind of thinking of when we first started the show, but I remember look, thinking back at them and thinking that these are just stories. These aren't truths. They're not, what's the thing you always use? Is it truth in the or in the court of law? How's that go? Can it be proven in the court of law? law? It, then it's a fact. Yeah, but none of those were facts. They were all just stories of, I was grumpy that day or whatever they're just stories and that the truth is that I do have a good life and that I am in charge of my life and I am creating my life moment by moment I think that's still a story really it's a good story it's my story so like a fact that we could prove in the court of law is that you have short brown hair as my son would say a potato cut (laughs) I almost said your height and then I was like I don't even know your height and I don't know if you're going to say I'm outing you. Like, <laughs> I don't even know my height for sure. Like the, in the court of law, I'm five foot eight and a half. Okay. And they could say, yes, that that's a fact. But most of the other things, like she has a great life. That's just not a fact. It's a story. Mm-hmm. It's a thought. It's a lovely thought. I enjoy that thought. I will practice that thought. I would believe that thought, but it's not a fact. So, so much of what we, <laughs> he's giving me the stink eye. 
so much of what we say is the truth is really just a story. So we're all going to engage in a story. Why not tell a better one? Why not engage in something that feels lighter? And we may not be able to prove it per se, but there's a sense of lightness or a knowingness that happens when we think it, which to me means it feels like the truth. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to disprove what, no. like you're good. I I never looked at it that way. Really? I feel like I've talked about that a lot. Vote one if you've heard me talk about that a lot. There's nowhere to vote, but I'm pretty sure I've talked about that a lot, at least on the show. Thoughts, feelings, stories. What makes a good life is thinking and believing that it is a good life. The story you tell, the intentional focus you place on that which is good your intention for it to be good your attention to all that is good around you that is what i think makes a good life i want to say a wife a good wife a good happy wife happy life yeah it's so too cheesy (laughs) it's way too cheesy okay just a reminder this episode was brought to you by redoxy i do sometimes want to clarify we talk about how our products are available over on amazon and directly from our shop and shout out to my mom who recently said what do you mean your shop i don't even know what that means that's my mom voice when i talk like my mom i usually say that and so just to clarify you can buy directly from our online shop or you can buy from Amazon. If you're a Prime member and you're already paying for that Prime membership, please feel free to go to Amazon and get your packages quick and, and freely shipped. But when you um, say shop, you mean shop.liftednaturals.com. Yeah, that's our online shop. And we currently are available those two places only. There are no retail stores that carry Lifted Naturals yet. It's not something we've wanted to jump into. It might it might be up on the agenda. It's just Someday. not quite there yet. It's a kind of big, scary endeavor of as far as how many bottles to have produced. Mm-hmm. As a little reminder, three years ago, we made our first batch of mood-boosting probiotic. Well, we didn't. We had our FDA-approved facility that's GMP-certified make our first batch of 750 bottles, not knowing exactly where or how we were going to sell those. Don't worry. We did. And then some above and beyond. How were you able to do that? Because I thought 1,000 was the minimum order. I sweet talked to him. Tim, I sweet talked to him. I said, I'm nervous. Is there, are you sure that's the minimum amount? So generally now when we start a new product, which we've got a couple of ideas in the, mm-hmm. in the pipeline, uh, we do have a minimum order of a thousand units, but, um, now we're obviously ordering larger and larger quantities. Um, especially of that top seller mood boosting probiotic, the original nine strain formula with prebiotic GOS mood boosting probiotic. Um, so yeah, that is the story of our shop. It's an, our online shop that we decided to create because if for some reason we accidentally ticked off Amazon and they shut off our listing, we wanted to be able to keep selling to you. We knew that a lot of people were actually starting to love and depend upon our products. And so we didn't think it was fair to, um, not be in a position to be able to get people their products. And obviously now that this is our livelihood, it is also important for us to keep things rolling. So you can uh, buy from either of those places. That's a little clarity. I think that's a wrap, Tim. Got anything else? I was thinking as you were talking about, um, 
ordering products. I was trying to remember. I think we ran out of. We've never ran out of mood boosting before, but I think we ran out of. Um, I think Bifidus one time. I thought we did run out of mood boosting probiotic once. Well, maybe we did. I was sweating bullets. It was bad. People the one, writing us. The good thing. There's nothing we can do. I have now is you have an algorithm for it. Yeah, that's true. So we check the algorithm. Those are the detailed things that we can thank Mr. Lifted for. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't. So if we run out, it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap. That's no more nonsense. Right. You guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the Listen Life Podcast.